0: You walk into this room at your own risk. Logic is an enemy and truth is a menace.
1: That the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair and they took them wives of all which they chose.
0: Stamp eternity on my eyeballs. I don't know anybody else that ever prayed it. Maybe we said it.
1: We live in a generation that's literally brainwashed. I've never seen anything like it in my life. This generation will embrace anything. There were giants in the earth in those days and also after that. When the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown.
2: And I'm here today to tell you that we're actually hacking the software of life.
1: You live in an insane society, for there is no fear of God in their eyes. Nobody fears God anymore. I and
3: mean, we're in a fight for our lives. The church is being persecuted like it's never been persecuted before. And some churches refuse to even open up, they're so afraid.
1: I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. The anger reaching a boiling point in the nation's capital
3: after President Trump took the oath of office.
0: They're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day.
3: We've never lived at a
1: time like we're living in right now.
0: But you know, if God should stamp eternity
1: or even judgment on our eyeballs, or if you like, on the fleshy table of our hearts, I'm quite convinced we'd be a very, very different tribe of people, God's people in the world today. Nobody's convicted of anything anymore. The signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the Twilight Zone. Three,
0: <laughs>
3: afternoon. I pray we find all of you in good health. This is Tom Richardson with the Removing Confusion, Confusion Podcast. Oh my goodness. We've got a lot to talk about, don't we? I've, uh, Got a, a pretty full show today. And uh, a lot of it, I'm, I'm going to let the experts do the talking. Uh, I have a, a couple of pretty fair clips here to uh, play for you that kind of explain, they explain a lot within them and it is march the 29th sorry i didn't announce that for you <laughs> oh goodness gracious we are we are definitely st- streaming our way towards something we have people in uh, in positions of power that uh, I don't know. Uh, like said before, I don't. I, I love older people. You can gain a lot of knowledge from some of them. I had an uncle that lived to a hundred and two. He used to sit and tell me stories, and we we had a good time. He started telling me the same stories over and over, but that was okay. They were they were interesting. But when you take on the mantle of responsibility, no matter where it might be if you're running a corporation or you're running a a religious organization or you're running a country and there's an obvious decline going on cognitively it, it, the people around that person should be speaking up but you know here's what happens in in a lot of organizations the people that are there to project any kind of an idea to the leader are in denial themselves. Well, you know, he or she keeps at it. This is going to help them. They need to stay busy. Well, you know, there's a lot of things you can do to stay busy. And once you reach a certain declined state, uh there's nothing that's going to bring you back. I mean, you you just find things that you can do where you don't do any harm to others. And we have a president who is very seriously in trouble. He's using crib notes as they call. Them. Remember in high school where if you wanted to cheat you wrote the no, uh, wrote the answers on your Somehow you slipped it over there so nobody saw it. You always got caught. Well, he got caught too. With these notes in his hand that, you know, when a certain question would come up, since he probably won't be able to answer it off the cuff, like the last guy did, they hit him bombarded Trump with questions. This guy doesn't take questions very often. When he does, it's, you know, he gets in trouble because he doesn't know what's really happening around him and it's it's sad to watch and you know it's it is i don't i I, we never want to make fun of people who are having that kind of a difficulty you know there's an old saying that they had here a little while ago if you see something say something well we're seeing something and we're saying something that is anybody listening. They want you and you, your neighbors to report on each other uh, back in corona days. Remember those? Uh, if you had a cookout, you or your neighbor did, God forbid, you know, call the police. And people were doing it. The governor of California said, you know, snitches in, in prison. This is a prison term, and I know this one well. Snitches get stitches. And actually, there's some motorcycle gangs out there that had hats made up that had that on the back. Snitches get stitches. I think it was the outlaws. Um, No, he changed it. The governor of California says, no, now snitches get rewards. I forget what they gave you. If you snitched on your neighbor for having a party or more cars in his driveway than he should. I guess you got paid off. Sad that we've come to that level of depravity in our country where you can't do anything without somebody turning you in. I mean, now, if you're doing illegal stuff, but see, the law changed in there. You know, they they started this whole thing with, you know, you're a health menace during COVID. And I don't know what they're gonna come up with now. I guess you're a you're a Putin sympathizer. And uh I don't have the clip today. I played one the other day of Laura Logan, uh, and it was about three minutes long. I have one that's almost ten from the same interview, and I got it from The Hagman Report. And it's very good. This girl, she's she's off the cuff, man. She just throws it out there. She's studied these things. She's a journalist that's been involved in it for years and years, and we will in our next show have it. I didn't want to overdo the clips today. I got a couple that are fairly long anyway. Like I want to leave it to the uh, experts to decipher for you and then we'll have our our commentary. Several tweets, if you're a tweeter. I used to have a qu- qu- quit <laughs> Twitter account, and uh, I can't get into it anymore, so I, I can still look at stuff, but I can't tweet. I am not heartbroken about that. I don't really care. Uh, about it at all because it's a it's not it's it's never been one of my go to social media outlets. But you know the thing of it is, everybody's on there uh, except for Trump and anybody that wants to support him and say so. And you know, you throw me off of something, I don't care. I've I've been I've been uh, I think I've been. Kind of waylaid a little bit on Facebook because I posted a, a, a an old it was one of my memories from a couple of years ago, and it it was a George Orwell quote from I think it was from his book called Truth that said the farther, uh, the farther a a, a nation drifts from the truth, the further offshore they're going to get, and or something to that effect. When I put it up. The Facebook Facebook fact checkers came along and said that this is, you know, possibly a uh, disingenuous information. And if you want to post it, you could be you will retaliate against you, and your other posts won't be seen as much. So if you don't see me very often, first of all, I'm not there very often. If I miss your birthday, it's not because I don't like you. It's because I probably didn't see it. My wife will take care of it. She's on there every day playing games. We we really don't social media too much at all. I'm, I post these podcasts, and I throw a few good memes up that I like that have a clear message to them, and that's it. But anyway, let's talk about some tweets that the president of the United States tweeted out here in the last week or so. Uh, he says, I went to Europe with a clear message. We must commit now to be in the fight for democracy. I underlined this part. For the long haul, we stand with the people of Ukraine, and we will continue to ensure Russia pays a severe price for its war of choice. Now, when you write something like that, and it goes out onto the platform, those guys, you think that Putin can't see it? You think that uh Xi Jinping over in China can't see it oh it's in English they can't read it oh really you think they can't you know translate it maybe when you say things like this as a leader you're putting you know Russia pays a severe price I've had people say that about me on Facebook you know because we had a disagreement this person wrote and, and they were friends, real people that I knew. Uh, and it wasn't a big disagreement. It was just, you know, one of those things that needed to work its way out. And this person wrote about me and my wife both. I hope they pay for the treatment. I questioned her or them. Let's go with that. Don't know if they actually use that pronoun. They and them are always safe, I think. I questioned them, and they were, well, that's not what I wrote. It's exactly what you wrote. That same thing that Biden does. When you back him into a corner, he says, I didn't say that, even though it's on tape. All right, tweet number two he says, Let us resolve to put the strengths of democracy into action and thwart the designs of autocracy. The strengths of democracy into action. See, these are action words. Now, these are words that say we are going to do something soon. Another tweet. As a result of our unprecedented, uh, 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 yeah, as a result of our unprecedented act, uh, sanctions. The ruble, that's the Russian currency, was almost immediately reduced to rubble. The Russian economy is on track to be cut in half. It was ranked 11th biggest economy in the world before this is a, this invasion, but soon it will ev- it will not even rank in the top 20. What we've done is, yeah, you know, all right, you got to do something, I guess, but. This doesn't work. The deterrence of sanctions against this country. Uh, down I, I don't know if I played this the other day. I should, though. Where he says, well, they were never meant to be a deterrent. And then all of his flax came up through D.C. saying, well, the sanctions are a deterrence. His VP, Kamala Harris, said they're, uh, the sanctions are a deterrence. Uh, all these guys, three or four of them, Jen Psaki. Yeah, the sanctions are a deterrent, but they didn't work. But then again, you tell Putin, if you just do a minor incursion into into Ukraine, I might not do anything. Well, he wasn't going to do anything anyway, NATO. So a minor incursion was okay, but a major one, that's a big deal. People die no matter what. (sighs) Don't work. And the fourth tweet for today. We are engaged anew in a great battle for freedom. Why? We'll go on with this in a minute. I had to stop there. What battle for freedom do I need sitting here in the great state of Ohio? Other than the freedom from $4.19 gas prices? Uh escalating meat prices and grocery bill prices and wood you know a half inch four by eight sheet of osb that's pressed wood junk wood they paste it all together it's usable wood uh uh, sheets for a lot of things you don't want to let it get wet it will mold out it just falls apart because it's basically high high tech cardboard but here's the thing two years ago i could buy a sheet of this stuff for eight bucks and i had i bought some i used some for something and the rest of it i used to keep weeds out of my garden i threw it on the ground just let it sit there because you know it was cheap i did what i needed and the rest of it you know at least it went to a good cause I ain't going to do that now. That same $8 sheet is about 25 Thank you, Joe. You've done a wonderful job. A uh, 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 two-by-four, seven-foot, I think it's seven-foot, two-by-four, eight bucks. I used to buy them for ninety eight a couple of years ago. The same wood, same bad wood, bows in the middle when you go to certain big box stores. If you find a boat in the middle, you can get them for 70% off. That's what I look for, man. I mean, I'll tell you guys, picking them out. Too. You can't find the cold wood, as they call it, in one store I go to. it's all, I looked today. I was there, and there was one, one board. My buddy tells me, you got to get here early. Anyway, let's go on. We are engaged in doing a great battle for freedom, a battle between democracy and autocracy. between liberty and repression this battle will not be see, be won in days or months either we need to now this is a president of the united states we need to steel ourselves for the long fight ahead so we the american people we need to steel ourselves for this long you know, nobody yet has invaded our shores except for the left-wing Democrats. And most of them were born here. And they're feckless. And they don't care about America. I don't care what they say. And there's a, there's a, a bucket load full of Republican senators and congresspeople and mayors and governors that can fall into the same category. Look at your big blue cities, Chicago, L.A., San Francisco, Austin, Texas. I think, I think Austin has a Democrat. It's a pretty liberal place. I think Houston does. Yep. Look how they're going. New York City. Where the the mayor came in who was a former police officer. I think it might've been the police commissioner and he was going to reinstate things and he was going to get things going better and blah, blah, blah. They, I saw just the other day, the relieved of their position, firemen, policemen, and other city officials. They want their jobs back from this Corona crap. They didn't take the vaccination. They either had Corona and they don't need it because of natural immunity. Or they just said, I don't want that junk in my body. So they fired him. And he says, he's not going to hire any back at this time. These are people in their twenties, thirties, forties that have a, that have the ability to work, but they won't let them because of a medical procedure that they don't wish to have, and we've talked extensively about that. You shouldn't be forced to take an experimental vaccine into your body at the risk of your job. Now, some people broke weak and said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and get it. I hope you don't have a physical job because it seems like the physical aspects bring out the peritonitis. The per- Is that it? Not peritonitis, sorry. (laughs) Pericarditis, myocarditis, heart attacks. Heart or lifelong heart issues that you'll have. Football players, real football players, hockey players, tennis players, golfers, for crying out loud. And they walk the course of the real ones. Dropping dead having issues that will never leave them. They're stuck with them for life because they, they were forced to take a shot and then another shot and then another shot. If you made it to the third one, I guess you could say you're fortunate. People are in hospitals all over the place with this crap from the, biden's shots which were actually the trump shots but biden liked to take credit for it so we'll let him remember when trump would tweet they said he was mean and caused division this guy tweets and he's going to start world war three you want to talk about division you want to talk about a problem you want to talk about something that's going to cause a long lasting effect that will do it. Let's go ahead and see what some of the experts have to say. Tucker Carlson can say it better than I can at this point in time. I'm going to let him go all the way with this little clip that I stole from him. Joe
2: Biden announced he was running for president again in April of 2019. It was Biden's third or fourth attempt at the office, depending how you count. So at that moment, most Americans thought they knew who Joe Biden was. After 50 years in office, they were familiar with his face. But it turns out they weren't familiar with his new face. Two months later, Biden appeared on stage in Miami for the first Democratic primary debate, and he was hard to recognize, even for people who had known him. Extensive plastic surgery made him look like a different person. But most jarring was the fact that he did not sound like the old Joe Biden. You probably remembered Biden as blustery and jovial, Irish charm by the bucket load. He was famous for that. And yet on stage, Biden came off as remote and muted. He seemed to be at times afraid to speak for fear of tripping over words or forgetting them. Several times, the camera caught him just staring out into the middle's distance. He was apparently absorbed in memory. When Biden did manage to focus his attention, he seemed highly annoyed. Whatever the cause, Democratic primary voters were not impressed by his performance. Joe Biden's numbers dropped 10 points overnight. Now, the Biden campaign has never explained what exactly happened to Joe Biden that night in Miami, but whatever it was, it never got fixed. It continues. From that day until now, probably the most authentic feature of Joe Biden's public performances has been his anger. It seems to come over him in waves. Watch. Focus on this man, what he's doing, that no president has ever done no president no i
1: haven't taken a test why the hell would i take a test come on man that's like saying you before you got in this program you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not what do you think huh are are you a junkie i'm not out of time you spoke over time and i'm going to talk here's the deal here's the deal what's happening here well that's not true you're saying things you do not know what you're talking about no one said that who said that what, don't who you said, said that you said i set up my son to work in an oil company didn't know what you said yes. get your word straight jack that's well, a great asset more inflation what a stupid son
2: of a bitch So you know exactly what that is. You've seen it in people around you, people you love. It has nothing to do with politics. What you just saw is a man who is losing the ability to regulate his emotions. Uncontrollable flashes of anger are common among people who are aging, particularly among men, and they often accompany senility. Losing it is a very frustrating experience, and your heart goes out to anyone who is. We have deep sympathy for anyone in that position, including Joe Biden. But Biden is the president of the United States, and this is the single most volatile moment in the recent history of our country. Biden is leading the U.S. toward war. And to clarify on chemical weapons, could if chemical weapons were used in Ukraine, would that trigger a military response from NATO?
1: It would be, it would trigger a response in kind, whether or not you're asking whether NATO
2: would cross but we'd make that decision at the time. So he's closing his eyes trying to remember what the cue card says. What's our policy? And what he comes out with is if Russia uses chemical weapons, the U.S. will respond in kind. If Russia uses chemical weapons, the United States will use chemical weapons. So no American president has said anything like that in your lifetime. You grew up assuming the United States would never use chemical weapons because the United States is not a rogue state. In fact, our role globally is to suppress rogue states. They tell us that's what we're doing right now. And yet in a flash of pique, because he couldn't remember the correct words, Joe Biden, the president of the United States, reversed 100 years of American security policy in the middle of a war. This did not escape the attention of his own national security advisor who instantly responded by restoring the status quo or attempting to, quote. The United States has no intention of using chemical weapons, period, under any circumstances, said Jake Sullivan.
1: The average citizen, look at how they're stepping up. Look at how they're stepping up. And you're gonna see when you're there, and some of you have been there, you're gonna see, you're gonna see women. Young people standing, standing in the middle of the front of a damn tank just, just saying, I'm not leaving. I'm holding my ground.
2: So the 82nd Airborne apparently is going to Ukraine. Their commander in chief just told them that. Of course, they had no idea. Neither did their families. Neither did anyone in the United States until Joe Biden said it live on Friday. The White House didn't even know. Fox News reached out to Biden's spokesman after those remarks, and no one there, no one in the White House seemed aware that those remarks had been caught on tape. So how to explain this abrupt change in American foreign policy? Quote, the president has been clear, we are not sending U.S. troops to Ukraine, and there is no change in that position, end quote. So for the second time in three days... THE ADMINISTRATION HAS TO FLATLY CONTRADICT THE COMMANDER-IN-CHIEF, AND NOT ON A MINOR QUESTION. THESE ARE OFTEN WRITTEN OFF AS A GAFFE. NO, A GAFFE IS WHEN YOU MISPRONOUNCE SOMEBODY'S NAME. TELLING TROOPS THEY'RE GOING TO BE SENT TO UKRAINE, PLEDGING THE UNITED STATES IS GOING TO USE CHEMICAL WEAPONS? THESE ARE NOT GAFFES. THESE ARE SOMETHING ELSE. THEY'RE DANGEROUS, THAT'S FOR SURE. SO THE BEST THE WHITE HOUSE CAN DO IS TELLING US, WELL, THE PRESIDENT by saying he's sending American troops to Ukraine is reaffirming our policy of not sending US troops to Ukraine. Thanks for the clarification. What else could they say? And it got even weirder from there. On Saturday, once again, completely out of nowhere with no warning whatsoever and apparently no forethought, Joe Biden called for regime change in Russia. Watch this. A dictator bent on rebuilding an
1: empire will never erase a people's love for liberty. Brutality will never grind down their will to be free. For God's sake, this man cannot remain.
2: But he couldn't stop himself. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. Joe Biden said of Vladimir Putin. Now, set aside how you feel about Putin. You probably don't like him. And for good reason, our policy, according to the president of the United States, is to take Putin out, to remove him as head of state. To be clear, regime change in Russia has never been American policy. And this is hardly the first time we have tangled with Russia. We've had far more threatening circumstances than this one. The United States, you'll recall, waged a proxy war against the Russian government for 11 years in Vietnam. Nearly 60,000 Americans died in that war. And yet, no American president mentioned regime change at the Kremlin. Why? Because they were soft on the Russians? No. Because Russia has about 6,000 nuclear weapons. So let's say we eliminated the Russian head of state and, of course, that country's central government. What would happen to those weapons? Well, let's see. In Iraq, Saddam's weapon stockpiles, all conventional, wound up in the hands of militia that used them to kill Americans. So Russia has a large and restive population of Islamic extremists. Do we think it's possible that with no one running the country, because, of course, we have no chosen successor to Putin, IS IT POSSIBLE IF WE DID THAT THAT ONE OF THOSE 6,000 NUCLEAR WEAPONS MIGHT WIND UP IN THE HANDS OF SOME ANTI-AMERICAN TERROR GROUP AND BE USED AGAINST OUR CIVILIAN POPULATION HERE? A NUCLEAR WEAPON? WELL, THAT'S NOT JUST POSSIBLE, IT'S LIKELY. AND THAT'S IF WE WERE TO SUCCEED IN KILLING PUTIN. WHAT IF WE DON'T KILL PUTIN, AS APPARENTLY IS NOW OUR POLICY? THE PRESIDENT OF THE UNITED STATES JUST INFORMED THE RUSSIAN GOVERNMENT THAT HE SEEKS ITS OVERTHROW. SO YOU HAVE TO ASK YOURSELF, Does hearing that make Vladimir Putin more or less likely to use a nuclear weapon against the United States and Western Europe? Hmm. How do trapped animals behave? Well, they lash out with fangs and claws. Desperate people are dangerous people, of course. So it would be in the interest of the United States, and that's the only interest that matters from our perspective, to cool the rhetoric a little bit. Or when you employ overheated rhetoric to do it for a reason in the service of a clearly articulated goal that helps the United States and not just because you're old and pissed, which is exactly what you just saw. A guy who just lost control of what he was saying because he was too mad. A few hours ago, Biden once again stepped in front of the microphone and reaffirmed that the words that had accidentally slipped out of his mouth over the weekend because he was mad and he has no self-control are actually officially U.S. policy. Here's Joe Biden.
0: Do you believe what you said, that Putin can't remain in power?
2: Or do you now regret saying that because your government has been trying to walk that back? Did your words complicate matters?
1: Well, yes. Three different questions. And I'll answer them all. Number one, I'm not walking anything back. Are you worried
3: that other leaders in the world are going to start to doubt that America is back
2: if some of these big things that you say on the world stage keep getting walked back?
1: But what's getting walked back? It
2: made it sound like, just in the last couple days, uh, it sounded like you told US troops they were going to Ukraine. It sounded like you said it was possible the US would use a chemical weapon. And it sounded like you were calling for regime change in Russia. And we know... None of the three
1: occurred. None of the three none occurred? None of the three. <laughs> Mr. President? You, you interpret the language that way. Because it's ridiculous. Nobody believes we're going to take down. I was going to, I was talking about taking down Putin. Nobody believes that.
2: All right. Joke's over. Too much is at stake. Is there was ever a time, if there was in U.S. history, ever a time to invoke the 25th Amendment, it is now. As Joe Biden himself put it, for God's sakes, this man cannot remain in power. The headline. So.
3: That is a long, long drawn out clip of. But I I, uh, I have to be given credit where it's due that Tucker Carlson, uh, he has good, really good monologues, I guess you call it, or openings. And uh, sometimes I just have to steal them. I can sit back, have a drink of water, you know, take it easy. But anyway, in, in that, a lot of a lot of information. I know. A lot of information. A lot of things to download. Listen to it again if you want. But it goes back to Joe Biden popped up in 2019 to to become the new uh front runner for the Democratic Party. He wasn't even close. Nobody really wanted him at that point. He was he was just he was like Kamala. You know, he had a few more points in her one percent. But he wasn't doing all that well. So the the handlers that wanted him in there and they were scared to death. I think I don't know if I left that part in where uh, Tucker said um the bankers got scared to death of bernie sanders. bernie sanders was again uh, why he's a he's a democrat democratic socialist communist bernie sanders is. and he almost was going to run away with it again the the democratic nomination for president. he would have uh back when uh, trump and trump and clinton were were uh, running on the ticket. He had more votes than Clinton Hillary ever thought about. He was more popular. I remember talking to people. And they were you know young people, not not the older ones, the younger ones that don't think too much beyond stuff that really affects them is you know he's going to wipe out their debt, you know, their their college debt. He was going to you know have free community college for everybody. So that means all the colleges are going to be federally run. And that way they can hire all their federally communist-minded professors to teach your kids in the places of higher learning. Not a good idea. Al Young, he didn't get it. Because they, they, they foisted Hillary. They all still win. This time around, it was the same deal. Bernie was running away with it. Nope. Biden. We're going to use Biden because they were scared of Bernie. I am too. I don't really want a Democratic Socialist Communist to be in the seat at the White House, although I believe we probably have one now just wear another sheep with a different set of clothes
1: but maybe it's not
3: joe biden you know just off the cuff like say you know he showed up and he didn't look the same he had he had you know lots of plastic surgery and facelifts and tummy tucks and whatever they do to an idiot that's almost 80 you know he's tanned and he's He's got a sparkle in his eye when you can see him. Well, you, I added that. Because you can never see his eyes. They're little squints. Now, is that because we stretched that face so far that he can't even open his eyes fully anymore? Like Nancy Pelosi's face is pulled so far that, you know, she can't really control her mouth. It, it's like... And I'm not, I, you know you what, if I'm making fun, I'm sorry. It's the truth. You just watch them. They've had so much work done to their faces. Well, maybe it's not them. We have come wow on AI, at artificial intelligence. Maybe these are robots we're looking at. I don't know. I'm, I'm going way out there, ain't I? But maybe, just maybe. Remember the old movie from the 50s it was called Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Where these pod people <laughs> you know. Hey, or or better yet The Stepford wives where we want them and we want to control them and they'll do as we want. They'll you know, all that kind of thing. Oh those drugs or whatever they turned them into robots. I don't know what they did. I, I'm just I'm having some fun here. But I want you to think about the fact that they could do it. They could change somebody's face to look like somebody else, and I'm sure that there would be a psyche crack so, somewhere sooner or later, psychological break. Because even the even the most mind numbed, mind controlled entity will break free of his handler's leash once in a while. They, you know, you can't completely control somebody. You can't. It, it, it's. You know, like he's saying, you know, I'm not walking back anything. Everybody around him is. All of his lackeys are all like, well, he didn't really mean that. Uh, he didn't mean that, you know, we, we need to have regime change in Russia. It was just emotions. And he didn't mean that, you know, the 82nd Airborne was going into we. The president has said over and again, we're not going into Ukraine. But yet, when he stood there with the troops, 82nd Airborne troops, he told them, you'll see when you're there. I know we played that yesterday, too. But, you know, we have short memories sometimes of exactly what uh, is going on in our world because it's a flurry. I, I said once before, it's like drinking out of a fire hose. It just keeps coming, and it comes at such a rapid and overwhelming pace that you can't keep up. I can't keep up with it. A scripture verse came to mind as I I listened to some of that and it's one that we uh, I know well I've quoted this one it's because it's it's a short one but I'll I'll read a couple as I'm doing this (sighs) it's in James chapter one James chapter one I'm going to read a little bit more than I thought as I look at it. Verse number three, starting with that, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Boy, do we need patience now. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and and, and endure. Oh, perfect and entire. Uh, Wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed, jump down to verse number eight a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways when a man stands there and tells you and he's on video multiple times saying the things that he said and then i didn't say that i ain't walking anything back i don't need to why would i walk it back i didn't say what you're saying i said it's you're you're taking the vernacular the way you want to basically saying we're taking everything out of context um this next, this next guy is Steve Bannon. Used to work for uh, Donald Trump, then he uh, became like an independent contractor <laughs> or whatever. He uh, he's a smart guy. I don't always agree with everything he says, but pretty much all he's on he's on target most of the time. Again, another fairly lengthy clip. Not as bad as the other one. Three, three or three, 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 three minutes or so.
0: Headline everywhere is Zelensky is begging urgently for a meeting with Putin. A one on one urgently begging, urgently begging for a meeting to discuss basically some sort of deal. Urgently begging. There's no conspiracy, but there are no coincidences. Tiger Yang goes to Rome and reads the Americans the Riot Act. The Chinese send a carrier battle group. Oh, first off, on Ides of March, they announced, the Saudis announced who they won't take Biden's phone call. They're going to have Xi for a state meeting, and they're also going to do all their oil transactions, not dollar denominated. Kaboom. There's your prime reserve currency. And they invite Xi for a state meeting that they won't take. You know, they're a protector of ours. They won't take his phone call. Then they read the riot act to him in Rome. Then they send a carrier battle group to the Straits of Taiwan. Then he has the meeting yesterday. And the White House takes hours to come up with a lie about what happened. Note to self, for all these people, we got to send the MiGs in. we got to send all this in. There are people being killed there right now, being slaughtered. Look at Maripol. Because you've waltzed them into their fate and destiny and cut them off and cut them loose. All the big talkers and the big shots. And we're going to do this. We're going to do that. You. Won't, they send a thing. Hey, at least help us with the resistance. Can find? Can find the? Don't, don't. Where's the letter? Has that been routed? Did that get routed to me? Did I sign off on that? Did I chop on that? Is that going through interagency process? Axios has got the goods. Why House saying you're appalled? You put out such misinformation. You think you're the war room? She warns. By where is it in any of their readout? Where is it in Gensaki? Where is it all? All of this? She warns Biden against sanctions. And let me read the first paragraph from the Financial Times of London. She warned Joe Biden against imposing sweeping indiscriminate sanctions during a lengthy call yesterday as the Chinese leader fended off the threat of retaliation from Washington over its stance on the Ukraine war. And its stance is it's got a partner. That partner is Russia. They're supporting him financially and they're supporting him militarily. And anybody doesn't understand that. And anybody doesn't understand that that's why Putin has the big rally He's on top of the world. Oh, he's it's cratering. It's terrible. It's going to fall apart. In a world where you don't fear America, life is going to be nasty, brutish, and short. Do you think that you think that do you think that uh, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden and uh, and uh, and Ted Cruz and Little Marco uh, and uh, in this group of feckless into Tony Blinken and Jake Sullivan. Do you think this collection uh, and Mitt Romney up on his toes popping up? They want the MiGs. Send in the MiGs. This is a world of gangsters. Xi, Putin, the mullahs in Iran, Erdogan, and Erdogan's being the intermediary now. Erdogan, the, the, the clique in Pakistan, and the mini-me in North Korea. We're dealing in let's throw in Madura. And wait till Lula gets in in Brazil. This is a world of gangsters. OK, and all they fear is strength and determination and looking them in the eye And it's not sending weapons into Ukraine and getting everybody killed. It's what I've said from the beginning. If you don't confront the Chinese Communist Party and break these guys up and we have every tool to do it, this is what you're going to get. And now you get an administration that's both compromised and lying to your face.
3: Well said a world of gangsters Steve Bannon said well said. I want to touch on a couple of things he said and just so you know if you're if you're not up on all your geopolitics the Chinese and the Saudis they're getting along all of a sudden. The Saudis won't take Biden's phone calls but the Chinese are having meetings with them. They aren't going to trade oil and petrodollars. Like he said, there goes your world reserve currency. Look on your dollar bill and see what it says. You know, this is for paying debts and whatnot. But it's not backed by anything except debt and lies. And everybody's catching on. And everybody's seeing that the weakness here that we have in our government, it translates into everything. They look at that and they say, well, if if that guy's weak, the entire nation is, we can just walk in and take over. And if we depend upon the lefties that are even in our community, what choice do we, what chance do, I'm sorry, so what chance do we have? These are the people that will just surrender their weapons. Like the French in World War II. Come on in, Nazis. Like the Ukrainians in World War II. See, the people don't re- don't know their history, Laura Logan says. They don't know their history. The Ukrainians welcomed the Nazis into, uh, into Ukraine with parades, kisses on the cheeks, flowers. Here you go. The Waffen-SS. These were the killers in the in the Nazi concentration camps. And they welcomed them in. Come on in. We were actually on this side of the Russians, or they were on our side at that point in time. But, you know... Germans knew they had to go through Ukraine to get to Russia, so hey, that's where they're headed. Get these Ukrainians on our side. To this day, to this day, there's a battalion or a a regiment or where they keep calling it a different thing, the Azov Battalion. It's a couple thousand men strong, 5,000 or so. They wear Nazi... Emblems on their uniforms, Ukrainians. Oh, you get in trouble if you say anything about Nazis in Ukraine because President Zelensky is a Jew. And I love the Jewish people. You know that if you've listened to me for any period of time. And if you're in Israel, I hopefully, hopefully, I've picked up a couple down there. You, I do. My Savior and Lord was Jewish. So, I'm not against Jewish people. I'm not against them at all. But bad actors, no matter what they come from, what background they have, are bad actors. Do your due diligence on these people. He's not a great guy this Zelensky. He's got some he's got some deep skeletons in his closet uh, if you just look at the the broad scope of things what 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 he's saying what bannon said this is a world of gangsters it's not the people that live there the people that live there just like us the people that live here we want a government that's above board we want a government that doesn't lie to us all the time that doesn't try to control us we want a uh we want to go to our jobs we want to and and make a a decent wage we want to we want to uh be able to go to the store and find things on the shelves there's pictures now of places in pennsylvania shelves are empty the headline of the of the uh, little blurb I saw said, "Looks like Venezuela." And if you don't know about that, when uh, Venezuela went full so, full on socialist, the people went hungry. But you know, hey, it's okay. That's there. That's not here. But we're welcoming welcoming the same type of. People into our government through our votes. There's people this day, they don't believe that there was any untoward stuff that went on in the 2020 election. We know there was. I cannot believe that this mannequin in the White House had a stronger popular stand than a man who at least had a backbone biden talks big but look at him okay let me go on the iranians the iranians iranians however you want to say it, like yeah he brought up the mullahs in iran several weeks ago i heard i saw as, as an older thing that i was watching and i wasn't really thinking about it too much but This guy was doing a prophecy talk from my local area. Put it on YouTube. And he made a comment. He said that the Iranians could have a nuclear bomb within three weeks. Well, unfortunately, that was two weeks ago that I think he gave the the talk. I think they already had one, to tell you the truth. But the Iranians could very simply and very easily have Nuclear weapons that they will then projectile right towards Israel as soon as they can get them. They hate the Israelis that bad. And that will be a serious World War 14 or whatever the number is as it goes on because we're having one thing after the Matthew 24 says wars and rumors of wars. And some of them are r- rumors. This, this thing in Ukraine. There's a lot of stuff that goes on here that we just we have to you have to be critically thinking. Uh, Xi, Xi, he says Xi, uh, Xi Jinping, the president or communist leader of of China, warned Biden against sanctions against Russia. Warned him, this is not a great idea then we've been dressed down by the communist party in several other places with our worthless cabinet members that are just being handed their lunch basically or having their lunch taken from them is what we used to say these guys are just walking in and telling them look you've screwed up the you've screwed up bad the russians and the chinese are buddies this this thing hasn't even this the, the the match has only been struck in ukraine hopefully it won't go full bore everywhere but the match has only been struck i I don't believe the Russians are that far behind that they they couldn't fight at least but it, it is a daunting thing to take on a big chunk of land with 44 million people in it You know, it's like I said, we we fought we fought a proxy war against the Russians in Vietnam. They were using AK forty sevens and and all other kinds of Russian made weapons. We were on the ground at that point in time. There were Russians that were running around from what I understand. Some of the guys said they'd seen one here and there. They weren't supposed to be, but they popped up. They don't care. I love that statement that he made: "A world without America and her strength, or its strength, is going to be a nasty, brutish and short. A na- life in a world without America and its strength is going to be nasty, brutish and short. A lot of things can happen really quickly. Uh, He mentioned another guy in there, Erdogan. That's the president of Turkey. If you read Ezekiel 38, 39, you read a list of nations, and Russia's, for for the best purposes, we can come up with. Russia's mentioned. Uh, Turkey is definitely in there, the house of Togarma. Iran, definitely, Persia, Libya. There's a few others. I don't have it open in front of me, but I'm, I, I keep wanting to get my notebook out again and start scribbling in it. We're on the cusp of something very, very concerning. Here in the United States, we need to be, as I've always said, be prepared, and I will keep saying it. Make sure you have Bibles, not just one. You should have one here and there. I got three or four of them laying around. I got one by my bed, one on my desk downstairs, one on my desk right in front of me. I got one in the other room over here. But use them, read them. Underline stuff if you have to when you want to. Get a notebook and write it down as you go. Compare it to what's going on in the world. It's not a far-fetched thing to see that things are unfolding. But yet, when you go to your church, what do you hear? I'm not going to say what you hear. I'm going to let you decipher it. What do you hear? You may hear a mention about Ukraine and about Russia. But most of these guys haven't studied enough or haven't looked deep enough or even know enough to make a biblical context of the whole thing. They just say, we need to pray for them people over there in that little country in Ukraine, That which we should. I mean, there's no doubt I'm not knocking that by any stretch. But what is the entirety? What is, when you step back and get to... Get the full view of it. Not just that little pinprick right in front of you that's on the NBC News. Get the full view. Start looking into it. Because if you're going to stand in front of people on a Sunday morning, you better start brushing up on your prophecy and not your stories and not your snappy titles and all the other stuff. There's a friend of mine who does a podcast or a YouTube cast, I guess, and a live cast, John Haller prophecy update does it every week they, they uh they tend to go a little bit he used to do just an hour they get stretched out to hour 15 hour and 30 but you know he he brings a lot of stuff when he does it and he lines it up with scripture he's a lawyer so he's very meticulous in everything he does worth watching if you don't know or if you're not hearing, or if all you hear is from the news, your local church usually won't cover these things. I, I, most of them are they're 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 scratching for crowds and money. I'm not knocking them. You don't get me wrong. I don't knock God's church, but that's the truth. We got to get people in the pews. We got to talk about our glory days, whatever, because we're hurting. The days of the home church are right around the corner. That's what I believe. Click means it's almost time to push the button and see what music pops on. It's been a pleasure to be with you today. I took it easy, and I let the experts do the talking. They do well. The next time we come back, we'll have a little bit more. I don't want you to get dis, disen, disenchanted, disheartened. Be encouraged because things are happening, happening fast. March the 29th, 2022, Tom Richardson signing off. Till next time, removing confusion as much as we can.
0: Have a great day, a great week. Goodbye.